Throughout your life, you're all looking for that someone or that something that makes you smile, makes you as excited as Jose Abreu hitting his first home run with the Houston Astros. His reaction was epic and the team's reaction. We'll talk about this on this edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H Town Wheelhouse Chancy. We are locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, Brett's spending some time with his family. He'll be back tomorrow. But guys, this is exciting. This was one of those games that is uh, you're going to remember. And this could be one of the starts to one of the players. We'll definitely talk about this. So the Astros sweep the A's. That's not the big deal. A lot of teams have done it this year. In fact, the A's have only won one series throughout the whole season. So that's not a big deal. Jose Abreu, the day he had. That is the big deal. We'll definitely talk about that. How many home runs did the Astros hit today? What is Altuve doing for this off offense? And are the Astros going to be going to a six-man rotation? We'll definitely be talking about that. And what are your thoughts about the new batting order? I know he had to change it up a little bit for Sunday's game, but this is all some of the, the topics we're going to talk about on today's Locked on Astros podcast. Thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and give us a big fat thumbs up while you're there and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you check out your podcast, go and check us out and go and become an everydayer. Everydayer is one of those people that listens to us, well, every day. So go ahead and uh, make us your everyday listen on your way to work, on your way home from work. Whatever it is, just make us your first listen. And today's episode is brought to, brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in a game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And you know what that reminds me of? Let's ride. That, that reminds me of the fact that uh, Transformers, the new movie's coming out. And I'm super excited about that. I know me and my son are excited to go see that. And if you're not able to see every game, um, like if you don't have access to um, watch the Astros games and you don't, you're maybe not in a car where you have an AM radio, go in. Uh, if you have Sirius XM, don't forget you can go ahead and listen to every play, every pitch on SiriusXM, just go ahead and download the SiriusXM app. Uh, just search SXM and go ahead and search Astros and you can hear all the play-by-play -play action on SiriusXM and the Astros will be playing the Minnesota Twins on Monday night. And it's gonna be the start of a 17 game road trip. So that's a lot uh, for us to discuss on today's show. So let's go ahead and get started. So the Astros won uh, their biggest game of the series, I think. Uh, the other ones were a little bit closer, but uh, 10 to 1. 
They had seven home runs. We'll talk about that a little bit, how important that was a little bit later. But uh, the the A's lost their 11th consecutive game. Uh, they've been swept eight times this year. Uh, this is their longest losing streak since 1995 to 1996. They are 10 and 45. They have been outscored by 199 runs, and they are on pace. You ready for this? They're on pace to go 29 and 133, shattering the modern day record of 120 losses. So what do you think? Do you think the fact that the A's are really this bad a team, are they a bad look for baseball? I mean, I'm sure that they're looking to get the number one draft pick, but still, and I know they're they're probably going to be moving to Vegas, but still, should baseball allow a team to be this bad? Because it's like... Um, there's no such thing as a free sweep, but it's basically just going into Oakland or them coming here. It's just like playing. I know they're a kind of a pesky opponent for Houston Astros, but they they seem to. It's I know you, they have a few guys that can steal some bases, but the Astros have just done what they needed to do against them. It hasn't always been pretty. Christian Javier's day wasn't. As pretty, his command was not great today. It looked like he was a little bit stiff. That the, he wasn't getting the break on his pitches that he normally does, but he did what you want all young pitchers to do. I know he's not technically a young pitcher anymore, but he is still trying to turn into this. Um, this is his technically first season as a full-time starter. I know last year he started off in the bullpen for a little bit, and then he became a starter. So he uh, just to see that he was able to make the adjustment and he didn't have his strikeout pitch today. He didn't have his best stuff today, but he was able to go five innings, only allow that leadoff home run. And uh, he was able to keep the A's from scoring a lot of runs and the Astros gave him five runs. So that's something that you can look at. Now he has a six and one record on the season. He's got his ERA below three at 2.97. So uh, Christian Javier did what he needed to do today. And the Astros just, they hit the seven home runs and it's just awesome to see exactly what they did. And now do we have the big offensive blow up next day? They get shut out and the, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in, in a second, but the twins are the Astros. If you look at the best ERAs in baseball, the Astros have the number one ERA. The twins have the second best ERA in baseball. So uh, the Astros have, um, Definitely a interesting opponent coming up. But if you compare the records, the Astros records after today's win are it's 31 and 21, second in the AL West. And the Twins are 27 and 26, first in AL Central. Wow. Talk about Comedy Central there, right? I mean, it reminds us of the old NL Central days when um, the Astros were winning because the, none of the teams in Central were good. That's basically what the the AL central has been for a few years. You got some teams that are good, but they're just not like dominating, but you have the Rangers that have just been really good this year. I'm not going to discredit the Rangers. The Rangers have been playing pretty good baseball to this point. Uh, we're at Memorial day. Memorial day is a good kind of a litmus test for how good a team is going to be. And so I think the Rangers are a team to contend with. The Astros now, uh, after today's win, are and the Rangers did lose today. They are now two games behind the um, the Rangers. So we'll see what happens there. But um, I think that the Twins are a team the Astros 
will either do really good against or really bad against. And they're facing Sonny Gray in the first game. And he's had some pretty good outings against him in the past. And, but one guy who's had some success against him is today's hero. And who is that? Drumroll, please. Jose Abreu. He hit his first home run today. And wow, as soon as he realized, uh, I'm, I could just imagine Jose Abreu's thoughts. When that home run, uh, when that ball was going and the guy was going to make the leaping catch, he was like, oh, this is this is my luck this year. He's going to go make a great catch in the outfield. And he was like, man, I'm about to get another out. A great swing, nothing out of it. But when he saw that ball clear the fence, he put on the afterburners. And he was like, all like, ah, and running around. And uh, he uh, like, ran, everybody in the dugout came out. And everybody was excited about it because – uh, a guy like Jose Abreu, yes, he's a veteran guy, but you feel bad for this guy. You feel bad for it. Yeah, he was running the whole time, and um, but he slid into the dugout area and almost took out Chaz McCormick. But um, I think that – I don't know if Mark Kotze did this on purpose, but the next at bat, they actually hit Jose Abreu. I think the A's thought that they that he was showing the A's up by doing all that. But uh, Mark Kotze said after game, oh, I didn't realize that that was his first home run of the season. And so uh, now I understand why he uh, celebrated the way he did. But this is going to get, I think we're going to see a whole different Jose Abreu. This is a guy that success has come so easy for him. And this year it has not been like that. He's had this 500 pound gorilla or monkey or elephant, whatever you want to call it, on his shoulder. And it's slowed his swing down. Now that he's got all the, um, he just, he, all the mental stuff is out of his head now. His swing is probably going to look a lot crisp. Am I saying he's going to be fixed now? No. I just think that he's going to go ahead and he, you're going to see him much more confident. Sometimes it takes that one swing of the bat to wake somebody up. And I think that's what we're seeing in this situation. Am I going to say 100% he's totally fixed? No, but uh, let's just go ahead and say for right now, as of right now, um, what, May 28th, 2023, I think there's a good chance that we're going to see a whole different Jose Abreu. And you know what would help Jose Abreu as well? Maybe a Bilt Bar. We all know Bilt Bars are. Bilt Bars are the best snacks out there in business, and they're healthy. It's not just like chocolate. It's not like going to the, the convenience store and just getting one of those, um, those sugar-filled candy bars. So look for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best-tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puff. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think that they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavor, flavors like churro, peanut butter, br uh, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing um, macros. And what's even better is they are healthy, only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. 
And now you don't have to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Belt Bars at Belt.com. But now you can go get them at Walmart, Sam's Club, or but you can still go to Belt.com and get them. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk up to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. If you're close to Sam's Club, go ahead and run in and grab a uh, box, a 13-bar uh, box with your with your hit flavors, brownie, butter puff, or churro puff. You, you can thank me later. And um, uh, just go and get them. Trust me. They're great. So um, seven home runs. This is the first time the Astros have done this all season. This is something that... Um, Everybody in the team should get belt bars after that, but uh, it's just great to see the offense go off. We already talked about Abreu. I really think that Abreu is going to start seeing the ball a little bit better. I think he's going to get some better swings, and I think that you're going to see the confidence lift up in him. Even veterans need something to go good for them for them to get them back their bat going. Jose Altuve. I know um, he was kind of hot and cold uh, when he first came up, but he's coming back from a thumb surgery. And but then he got that little illness. But in the past couple of days, he's had multi-hit games. Today he had his first home run. And so I think what we're seeing is Jose Altuve, the spark club, uh, the spark club, no spark plug. Let me say that again. But what the Astros have been missing all season to have this consistent offense is Altuve hitting. I know Altuve is uh, rising up the charts of uh, hits all time. There's a reason why he's doing that. And the reason why the Astros have been so successful with Jose Altuve uh, hitting leadoff and being on team. Altuve, he's just a spark plug. He's the guy that leads off and gets the job done. I know the Astros for year, um, uh, like what, five or six years ago had George Springer leading off. Yeah, I understand that. But Altuve was still there getting the hits and driving runs in. I think he was hitting third at that time. But Altuve is needed, and uh, he's just the guy that gets the hits, and everybody likes getting hits, like they said. And uh, he said that he's starting to feel comfortable. Did you see that play he made today where he kind of flipped the ball to Pena, and Pena grabbed it with bare hands, then threw the ball to Abreu for a double play? So he's making great defensive plays, and that's why the infield uh, and the pitchers rely on Altuve as well, because not only is he good with the bat, but he's good at the defensive position too. So um, I think it, what, uh, the team will go as Altuve goes. So it's good to see him starting to go a little bit. Jake Myers had a home run today and he's been on fire. Uh, Jeremy Pena is on fire. He's had home runs in back-to-back -back days and he's looking pretty good. So um uh, I think that uh, if, if you're looking at what's going on, um, I know I have the batting order down a little bit later, but I think the Astros switching the batting order, we'll have to talk about that in a little bit, is it has been something that we need to look at as been the spark plug to the offense, um, the offensive output this weekend. So um, before, uh, before we worry about it too much, Kyle Tucker was scratched today. But it wasn't because any type of health concern or anything like that. But I think what Dusty Baker described it as is that uh, they they decided to give him his first day off. This is a first day, day off. He's out, had all offseason. Chas McCormick started in right field for the first time this year. And uh, he realized that uh, he saw that the Twins are going to be starting Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, and uh, Louis 
Barland against him. And so he thought this would be a perfect time to go ahead and sit Kyle Tucker in this game. And then they had a opener, which was a guy uh, we already faced. And then they're going to have a bulk guy today. So I think that uh, Dusty Baker just kind of gambled and said, let's go and give Tucker a day off, get him off his feet. And um, hopefully we get enough runs in support of Christian Javier. And so I think that's what we saw here. But um, also, Yiner Diaz got started Christian Javier for the first time this year. I don't know if that threw Javier off a little bit. Um, I know that we, we saw this coming because if you remember when Diaz caught, um, or I think it was Maldi caught Hunter Brown, they said that um, Dusty Baker said that he would like to do the same. He would like to have Diaz catch um javier in the future so i think that uh, this was something that they want to do just in case of injury you have some experience there so javier looked a little bit off today but um he threw 46 of 88 pitches for strikes he allowed them one home run he allowed three walks only three strikeouts he was not getting the uh the strikeout pitches like he's used to but uh, yiner diaz has not ca- caught since what tuesday and so he, he, there's two stolen bases against him from what I remember. Um, I think both of them were against pitchers and one of them, he threw the ball away. So his defense may be slacking a little bit, but um, I'm, I'm not too worried about that, but uh, his, he made a, his impact felt when he kind of, after jokes got on, uh, I think jokes got a hit, a double, and then you had, um, maybe it was just single. And then you had uh, Diaz beat out infield hits and uh, he had pretty good uh, base running speed there for a catcher. And then uh, Jake Myers came up and hit a bomb. It was gone. You you knew that was gone. And so when you have Jake Myers hitting home runs, I know he has four on the season. It's not that big a surprise, but then you have also to go back to the seven home runs, you have uh, Chaz McCormick is first home run. You have uh, Jordan Alvarez hit two home runs in this game. Um, then you have, of course, Abreu. And I know uh, somebody says, don't get too excited. It's one game. But one game could be the start of him becoming what the Astros signed him for. So, yes, it's too early to get too excited about it, but it could be the start. And just the raw emotion that poured out of him after that home run was just awesome to see. And he said, um, after um, Jose Brady said, after hitting the seven home runs, uh, not him, but the team, believe me, we're the champs. Champs are able to do these things. And uh, he also said that on hitting his first home run with the Astros, I feel good. These guys supported me the last two months. They keep me positive. We battle a lot. We're warriors. And so this was Jose Abreu's first home run since September 13th of 2022. So we're talking about 283 plate appearances. It was a 1-1 pitch, and uh, it was a, I believe it was a, I don't remember what pitch it was. I think it was a slider or something. But it was just, it's one of those things that you're going to remember. And I think uh, if they're going to do a bobblehead of this, I hope they do it of him just running around the bases just with this ecstatic look on his face because that's what Abreu needed. He needed to break out of this funk he needed to be in. 
And he was just part of the Astros offense today because he had one seventh of those home runs today. So, um, yeah, I kind of talked about that earlier. Sorry, I'm not able to get too many comments today, but I did kind of talk about this. This is what Katze had to say. Then I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. Katze said on Jose Abreu sprint, I didn't realize it was his first homer of the year. I have the utmost respect for Abreu and his career and what he accomplished. I'm sure it was a lot of frustration going into that time frame. And for him, a lot of excitement and it showed. Yes. So I don't know if the A's knew the situation. Was Did they intentionally throw at him? I'm not sure. I think warnings were issued. So um, we'll see what happened. I mean, I don't think anything's going to happen out of it. it. It wasn't a big deal. The Astros were ahead a lot. But um, yes, this was a good example. Brad says, it's like a kid on Christmas morning. Yeah, it's like a kid going, okay, what am I going to get for Christmas? But he was so excited to go see his teammates. And I, and speaking of which, we're going to go ahead and talk in a second about the six-man rotation, what's behind the possible six-man rotation, and the new batting order. Uh, we'll go ahead and take a deep dive into what happened uh, before this A series. But guys, if you can't watch the game or listen to the game on the radio, go ahead and check out SiriusXM, every pitch. Every every one of the seven home runs, you could have listened on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Astros. And pretty soon, all of the Locked On Astros podcast can be found there. So go and check them out and um, go and listen to Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse on SiriusXM coming soon. So uh, let's go ahead and address the six-man rotation this is something that uh, the Astros haven't needed because they basically had every Thursday off for the entire season. So they really didn't need Ronel Blanco as the long reliever. And so they tried to extend him out during spring training and then they didn't really use him in that role. So they kind of had to use him as a one inning reliever and then they had to send him back down to kind of get him extended again. So um, right now, uh, the Astros with 17 straight games without an off day that starts tomorrow. Um, I guess, I guess that's, uh, well, whatever, but, um, you, you're, you're not going to have an off day. You're going to need to go ahead and, uh, maybe decide what to do. You have Hunter Brown, JP France, Brandon Belak that have not really thrown a lot of innings and definitely in the big leagues or in the minor leagues. So before, so you want to conserve some of their innings and they're not used to throwing every, uh, with four days rest. So you want to monitor that, uh, Christian Javier. I don't know if he was gassed today or just a little bit off. And even somebody like from Valdez could use that extra day of rest. So Dusty Baker, um, have, and, uh, I, I think Dana Brown have both talked about it. So this is what they said. We've talked about it. We're going to, uh, this is what Dana Brown said. We're going to, we talked about it. We're going to, we gave a lot of thought. Dusty and I, along with pitching, pitching coaches said, we're still working through it on how it'll play out. It's still live on the six man rotation. Um, there was some thoughts before um, Forrest Whitley's injury. Uh, it's been, he's officially been put on the IL with a lat injury. So the good thing is it's not a, uh, it's not a something to do with his elbow or anything like that. So it's a lat strain. So they don't know how long he's going to be out, but Dusty Baker said that they had considered bringing him up and making him part of a six man rotation. 
yes, uh, Will Wagner is injured as well. And so also um, Ryland Bannon is also injured for anybody that cares. Uh, but that does kind of lessen your depth at the infield position. So, um, but this is what Baker said about that. He said, unfortunately, now that he's hurt, we might have to change to someone else. Or if there's not anybody else at this point, we'll have to remain at five. We're trying to determine that now. But basically, um, I think the Ronel Blanco is the option that they're going to have to go with. He's probably stretched out a little bit more than he was early in the season. Um, he was stretched out to 50 pitches in spring training, and he had a 450 ERA and um, nine relief appearances for the Astros uh, before he was optioned back down Triple A. So uh, the only other options you have is Sean Dubin is on the 40-man roster, but he was on um, placed on a minor league injured list with a right elbow strain. And then you have Matt Gage and Noli Paredes. They're on the 40-man roster, but neither one of them are capable of being starters. So the pretty much with uh, Whitley out, that leaves Blanco as pretty much the only one on the 40-man roster that you can do. So uh, that's a situation that the Astros may have to address at some point at the trade deadline. I see a lot of y'all in the chat talking about um, we have too many outfielders. Yes. Um, and right now, two of those outfielders had home runs today. And so the Astros are going to have to decide uh, what are they going to do with Myers and McCormick. As every time that Myers does something great, uh, it's going to increase his trade value. Maybe he can trade for something uh, down the road. But um, I think that the Astros, it, it would do them some good to kind of um, go and give them the extra day, go and go with the six man rotation that does go ahead and limit them in the bullpen a little bit. But uh, the left-handed reliever, I don't think Dusty Baker even knew Matt Gage's name. He just said the lefty reliever. But I think that if you go ahead and uh, send Muzinski down, I don't think that's going to be a big loss to the bullpen. He almost blew it uh, today. Um, I think it was today or yesterday's game. But, uh, yeah, so that's all I'm going to talk about this. Uh, we'll, Brett and I will talk about a little bit more of this um, in tomorrow's podcast. But I do want to talk a little bit. Oh, um, injury updates. Um, Beetlejuice asked about uh, Lance McCullers. So Dana Brown said that McCullers is still throwing on flat ground with a light toss again we're going to see how he responds to that and we'll circle back so that's some good news and on jose arquiti he's actually throwing so we feel good about that it's tough to say what the timetable is he's on the throwing program program that started last week and um so we'll see what happens here um so i'm i wouldn't expect any of those guys before the all-star break so i think especially with mccullers they're going to take it very cautious and i i don't know who they're interviewing but somebody uh, before on the pregame show on sports talk 790 they were talking about michael brantley and they said that the, the inflammation in the shoulder is decreasing but he's still not hitting he's still not ready to come back to uh play to play baseball again so uh, that is good news, but um, we don't have any updates on when he's going to be coming back. So the lineup change, this is something that um, needed to happen. And I, I've kind of been talking, I even talked about this on Friday's show. Um, I think I think it was Friday. The, all the days are kind of blurring together. But I talked about moving Bregman to the cleanup spot. But the, the part with 
that is Bregman's kind of been struggling up into that point and go ahead and put somebody else like a uh, Jeremy Pena to hit um, or Jeremy Pena or Dubon when he plays bat him second and then go ahead and move Abreu to six. And that's almost exactly what Dusty Baker did. And I love it. That's what Jose Altuve allows you to do. I don't think Dusty Baker liked Jeremy Pena leading off. And so, but I think he's a little bit more comfortable with him hitting seconds. So I think that what this does is it protects Jeremy Pena. That's why we've seen him with a much powerful bat. He's had home runs in back-to-back days. You're seeing much more competitive bats with him. And then you uh, you see Abreu getting that confidence. You're getting everything. You, you see him going, uh, uh, getting – I know he was hitless up until that point in the series. But you, you see him getting – like in the first bat in the A series – he had a deep drive that would have gone out of the ballpark of what 17 out of the 30 ballparks. But I think Abreu will benefit from hitting six. He's just got to put his, his um, ego aside for a second and say, okay, until I get out of this funk, I'm going to have to go bat six, but Bregman needs to be a cleanup guy. I, I don't think he's a number two hitter. I think he's always been a cleanup hitter or number three hitter. And I think he's been, he's been thriving since he moved to that four hole and you have Alvarez in front of you, Tucker in front of you and been behind you. You're going to get some great pitches to hit. And that's what Bregman's been doing. He had that three run double uh, on uh, Saturday. And so I, he's had another good game today. So I think that, uh, what do we do today? He had one hit today, but uh, he had that great game on Saturday where he had a total of what um, three RBIs. He had uh, three hits on the day. So I think Bregman's bat's going to start going. You have Pena starting to hit now. I think the addition of Jose Altuve just it's it just fixes the Astros lineup. And that's what this Astros lineup is going to do. And so give it some time. Uh, you may have some games where they get shut out. Knock on wood. Hopefully it's not tomorrow because the Astros could be face, facing Sonny Gray. And Sonny Gray, the one guy on the Astros team who's hit a home run off of him, is Jose Abreu. He's batting 259 uh, in 27 bats. Jose uh, Altuve is batting 364 in 33 bats. And Kyle Tucker, 333 in Three bats. So not enough sample size to really take that much. So uh, no, it's not a segue into a uh, flea medicine ad, but just just came to my mind uh, real quick. So uh, the Astros are going to have a tough matchup. Uh, I know Carlos Correa it, is dealing with some ailments like uh, plantar fasciitis, some other stuff that teams are like thanking the, um, themselves for not signing him. But the te- the Twins are a, they pitch good. Now, can their offense score enough to support their pitching? That's what the Astros have been struggling with. And so we'll see. We'll see in this series which Astros team shows up, the team that can score some runs or the team that can't score some runs. And I'm excited to see it. It's going to be a home home series, and Christian Vasquez is going to get his World Series ring. So that'll be exciting. Um, He's – I know it was a short time with the Astros, but I think uh, Astros fans were super excited when the Astros made that move for him. So, uh, but uh, until then, 
Uh, Brett and I will be back tomorrow for tomorrow's Lockdown Astros podcast. I'm excited about the new batting order. I'm excited about going to a six-man rotation. I'm excited about Jose Abreu getting his first hit. And I'm excited for you becoming every day uh, to the Locked on Astros podcast. Make sure you go and subscribe to us. Go and make us your first listen. And if you can't watch or li- listen to the game anywhere else, go and check out SiriusXM. Just go and download the app, SXM, and search Astros. Catch every pitch on SiriusXM. And for me, Eric Heisman, and Brett, H-Town Wheelhouse, uh, we'll go ahead and see you tomorrow. And go Strokes.